0: yo what's going on everybody It's another episode of off the line fantasy football podcast episode 44 it's a special one this one we got our boy Ray GQ coming into the building but before we get to him (laughs) before Before he (laughs) introduced himself Again, this is one of your hosts, Eugene. You can follow me on Twitter at FantasyGenes. That's G E N E S. You can follow our official Twitter handle, at Off the Line FF. And of course, Ike, my fellow cowboy compadre, is on here also. You can follow him at Just Underscore Ike 9 What's going on? How you feeling, man?
1: You're I'm good. I'm good. Um, another Cowboys victory. I mean, they're starting to rack them up again, huh? So yeah, I know. Uh, I know. You know, I've I've been very critical of their off season moves, but right now doesn't seem to matter because that defense is balling out so hey I'm
0: I'm I'm guess I'm good guess I'm good yeah I mean they're they're winning in spite you know we we thought this was only gonna be wasn't gonna be a good year but somehow that defense is is good again but you know let's get off of that let's introduce the host the uh our guest of the show Ray G we appreciate you hopping on with, with your boys to talk about some fantasy football coming into week five man how you feeling
2: man uh i appreciate y'all having me on man this is cool like just to sit back and see like i'm listening to y'all do y'all intro and i'm like damn they got a real show like for real from where (laughs) from where y'all came from to where y'all are now man like honestly props to y'all 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 are very good like i see a lot of what i started when i started in y'all so like this is really cool to be on here uh first of all and then second about the cowboys isn't it interesting that we're not hearing anything about Trayvon Diggs and how many yards he gives bro, up right bro, now? Uh, like, bro, like no I said it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, no one's talking about that because he's bawling right yeah. now, and nobody has anything to say. A
0: lot of people owe that man an apology, man. Yep they they do. I remember I, you're in that fantasy group on WhatsApp where we had one of our one of our homies in there that was every every week he was talking about showing those videos of Tra- Trayvon Diggs getting burnt all this and that now, you mm-hmm. can, he ain't said a word. Quiet he as a said, mouse.
1: Quiet as yeah, a man. mouse. Yeah, yeah and then he, and there's people on Twitter that kind of troll and say, well, hey, uh, look, show, show us how many yards Diggs gave up this week. I'm, yep. I'm, I want to see that. I want to see that. And there's, yep. and there's crickets, right? Because like, <laughs> I'm always going to stick to this contention. Nobody gave a shit about yards until Trayvon Diggs got all those picks last yep. year. I, I, that, yep. that is my story, and I'm sticking to it, and, and it is facts. Nobody cared about yards, period, point blank in the story.
2: If y'all didn't know, we rock with Dallas over here. If y'all didn't know, we just (laughs) we rock for our team. Good, bad, we're gonna call it like it is. Mm -hmm. I still think it was incompetent moves. We're just we're winning in spite of because Mm -hmm. the defense is great.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Speaking of great, uh, let's go ahead and get get to some of these reactions for you know quick takeaways from Week Four. Saquon Barkley, he's great, right? (laughs) I think he's back. I think it's safe to assume that he's the um, you know basically the rookie, rookie phenom that we saw, that we've come to know and love. He's back, uh, you know, his two years removed from that ACL injury, and he's just running roughshod over the league right now. Uh, another 31 carries, 146 yards against the Bears uh, this past Sunday. He is that offense. He is the engine that goes. And, yeah, he's was going in the third round in draft this summer. You know, uh, kind of moved up to the second round, you know, late August, early September. But yeah, he is he is paying off that ADP like tenfold. So yeah. I that I you you love to see it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. I know we were hyping them up last year, but we were just a year too early, man. Like yep. is that rule of thumb when when there's a running back in a torn ACL, you gotta wait to that second year and and here we are again. That second year for Saquon, he's he's balling. Uh Ray, real quick. So if you if we were starting, you know, ranking uh, you know, ADP right now. If you were starting to do a draft right now, where do you think Saquon would go? Would he be just number one overall over everybody? I I still think it would be a
2: conversation for Jonathan Taylor at the top. I still think that would be a conversation. I also think uh, that it's not a foregone conclusion that a running back would be number one, man. I think there there are some leagues, especially in PPR uh, leagues, where some wide receivers, when you got a player like Cooper Cup getting 19 targets in a game. I mean, you can almost justify saying that I'll just take that receiver, given the volatility at running back, and I'll just take my chances with the Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs. But uh, for most people, I think if if we did a, a a draft now, Saquon would probably be 101, 102 at worst.
1: Yeah. Yeah, another guy that um, – well, one guy that wouldn't be 101 or 102 at worst, um, Clyde edwards helaire He's actually overperforming <laughs> his ADP, which was the se- seventh, eighth round, and he's the RB. I think the RB four overall in uh, in PPR leagues. Wow. And <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about I me. Mean, he. I mean, he had a hell of a game against the Bucs, Nineteen carries, ninety-two yards, and a couple of touchdowns. Uh, I, the question I have for you guys is: How long can he keep up this production? I think it's a fluke because of, based on his snap share, based on his opportunity share, but I, I just, I, I don't know. It, it seems like it's unsustainable. But man, like every single week, how many, how, how, how much longer are we gonna, are we gonna continue to say his production's unsustainable? We're gonna, we're gonna be like week twelve, week fifteen, still scoring TDs. Oh, it's, it's, he's gonna regress. Oh, he's gonna regress. <laughs> the season's over. But so, just
0: quick thoughts. I mean, again, this goes back to my shoddy B take when I was referring, when I was referencing uh, PFF's expected, expected points tool. I mean, if you go look right now, TH is, is the number one over, over, uh, performing player in the league right now. He's, he's scoring 22 points over his expected point total based on, uh, where he's getting, where he's getting his touches. So, I mean, again, he's been very efficient. And he's he's scoring. That's all there is to it. You want running backs that score, but, I, I mean, if you're only getting like 10 touches a game and you're converting those to two touchdowns, I was like, I mean, you can't bid on that a week to week. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know, man. Just, it's it's cool to see because we've been waiting for him to do something. But, uh, I mean, uh, obviously everybody's telling you to sell, but who's going to – you still need a buyer on the other side. So, I don't know, man. It's 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 weird to see. I'll just say that.
2: Yeah. You asked, can he keep this up? I think the answer is no, but not because I think Clyde is bad, but because I truly believe that Isaiah Pacheco will start to eat into that. I mean, we all watched him Like Clyde was ripping off some good runs when Pacheco got the ball and like he just you were like, that looks like. That looks like a for real running back right there. He's bigger, he's faster, he's stronger, he's physical, he's earning touches. I think Clyde maybe, but I believe that Isaiah Pacheco will start to factor in later as the season goes on. And then just the attrition at the running back position, you see these guys going down like flies. So just the likelihood, and we don't ever pray for injuries, knock on wood, but just Mm -hmm. the likelihood that he's just completely healthy all the way through. I mean, it seems like every time a running back gets tackled, we're crossing our fingers that they just get up. So I think Pacheco is going to eat into that workload as the season goes on.
1: Yeah, and and then a quick note about Pacheco. I I can't remember where I saw this quote at, but um, someone said that he runs every single run like it's his last. Like he'll never get another carry again, and that's what you see on the on. That's what pops out on tape. He runs hard. He he is physical. He's a downhill guy. He's 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 athletic. He ran a four three. Um and I, I don't know. It's kind of confusing how he was a seventh round pick. Maybe he was just maybe his vision was trash in college, or there was a lot of things going against him. But whatever the case is, um. But speaking of uh, vision being trash, I think th- I think th- we need to have a conversation with Dalvin Cook about Dalvin Cook because uh, his his fantasy production has been very very disappointing. He's killing me in a couple of leagues. Both of those leagues that I actually have him in, I'm Winless <laughs> in each of those leagues, so uh, one touchdown over his last seven games hasn't have hasn't had a hundred yard game in that same span. So, I, I what's going on with Dalvin Cook? Like, what do uh, you know? He's 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 he joins the list of uh, very very disappointing first round running backs. You know, along like along Joe, you know, along the lines of Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, some of those guys. Like, what's what the hell, man? what's what can we make of Dalvin Cook?
0: I don't know. Um, you know, outside of this past week, you know, him dealing with the shoulder injury, it's not like he's not getting opportunities. He's getting, he's getting all the passing down work. He's getting a lot of the, you know, the the early carries. So I'm, I, I don't know, man. Like the offensive line is good. It just I, maybe he's just trying to get acclimated to, you know, to the new offense. It, but on top of that, they're not throwing him the ball either. So it's a lot of things that are, you know baked into Dalvin Cook not, not being that, the the RB one. That we're that we're used to saying.
2: I don't know what else to say. It's just disappointing, you know. It's disappointing. You draft this guy to be the guy, be an RB one on your team, and you got a cat that, I mean, you're 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 praying for RB two value. It sucks, man. There's nothing really else to say. It's bad. I don't think there's anything wrong with him per se. Maybe this is Kevin O'Connell offense, and it's maybe it's just a little different than than what he had been with with Zimmer for all those years. So. Just sucks.
1: Yeah. Speaking of sucks and disappointing, we got to talk about Allen Robinson. Got to <laughs> talk about Allen Robinson.
2: <laughs> Come on, bro. How
1: how how Matthew Stafford drops back to pass and doesn't even look his way. No. Does not even look his way. He's running around on almost every single one of his dropbacks, and just not. He's not getting targeted. What the hell is going on? And we're gonna talk about another guy that's not getting targeted either as frequently as he should. But uh. Real quick,
0: Allen Robinson, what what the hell? I know. So I know part of it is Stafford just flat out not looking at him. And that's him probably not being comfortable with a Rod. Uh, another thing is that he don't have time to even go through his progression. progressions, like Cup Hig- uh, Higby or bus, So I think those two things, and then also I noticed watching the game on Monday, a lot of those routes he was sing like he was single covered, no help, and he was not he was not getting open, he was not separating. So. I think you got. I think a lot of people are not mixing that that part in because we fell in love with, you know, a Rob going to a new system. We thought this offense was gonna be, you know, explosive like they were last year, but he's not. He's also not separating. So make sure you, y'all you know. Go look at the tape and, and factor that in. Factor that in and why why he's not getting targeted.
2: One of the the single biggest busts of this season because people thought, I mean, shit, I thought he could be a top 12 receiver along with with Cup. It it doesn't even look like Stafford's comfortable throwing that direction. Like whatever direction Alan Robinson is in, it it, it doesn't look like like, he's not comfortable throwing there, man. uh, 19 targets for Cooper Cup. I mean, 14 for Higby. Stafford looks poo too, by the way.
1: Oh yeah, his. Yeah. I think he's the QB thirty on this. Yeah,
2: season. A. Rob is bad, but so is Matthew Stafford. Yeah. yeah, so
1: it's a it's a combination of both. And then Sean McVay, you know, he was interviewed after the game, gave gave a superb non-answer. Oh, I think there's problems everywhere. When <laughs> yeah. He was asked specifically about Allen Robinson. He tried to give that you know the classic non-answer. Come on now, something something's up. Something's up in that building. Something's yeah. up in that building, and something's also up in the fucking Atlanta Falcons building. Arthur Smith, not. Not wanting to, you know, run Kyle Pitts on routes. What, I, you know, was, uh, again, I another can't. guy that we touted. <laughs> I can't.
2: I can't, man. I mean, like, you don't have to explain this. Like, what are they doing? I saw. I saw a picture of Kyle Pitts was at tailback. He just he's in the backfield, literally. Did y'all see that?
1: I mean, yeah, I, I saw it. Yeah, I saw he it.
2: was he was directly behind Marietta at halfback. I'm like, what I y'all saw, doing, man? I, I, I sh- saw the
1: play. I saw the play unfold and everything, and then Mariota should have thrown thrown it to him, and the flag just gave him a chance. Didn't didn't do it, right? Didn't do it. And his and in Mariota's pass attempts, they've gone down every single week. He went from like 33 in week one, 26 in week two, and then now like week week uh, week four, he had like 19. And then Kyle Pitts only ran around on 60 percent of those dropbacks, so it, it's 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 very concerning. Like, and then and then he's pass blocking. And he's letting someone, and then Arthur Smith is letting some other tight end. I don't even know his name. I think he, he's whatever, whatever that guy is, whatever that, yeah. guy, whatever that is.
0: Yeah,
1: he's running routes, and while Kyle Pitts stays in the block. Yeah, you know, it, it's just it, it's a joke. It's a joke, just like the Bears' offense is a joke. Um, <laughs> Man. but I, I don't even really, I don't even want to talk about the Bears' <laughs> offense. Let's 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 end this segment on a high note. Uh, you know the. The, the shootout of the week was the 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 Lions and Seahawks. Like that was a there was a lot of fucking points scored in that game. Like if you had if you stacked if you stacked these teams in DFS, you probably won a lot of money. Uh Jared Goff was a QB one overall. Geno Smith was a QB two overall. And they're both top ten QBs in their own right um, on the season. Um, but this kind of leads us into our fantasy MVP of the week. TJ Hawkinson went ape shit uh with all those injuries. DeAndre Swift out. Amon um, Ross St. Brown out, DJ Chark out. He had 179 yards and two touchdowns. Almost had a third. He had an 81-yard catch and run. He was just all over the field, just ripping, ripping up the Seahawks uh, linebackers and safeties um, underneath. Um, but yeah, uh, quick thoughts on uh, T.J. Hawkinson.
0: I mean, he, they ain't have no one else to throw to, so <laughs> <Bro. laughs> <laughs> he better, he better do something. I, I mean, mean, if it wasn't gonna happen then, then. It was never gonna happen. Uh, it was good to see him. You know, he's back alive. You know, this this out output put him shot him to tight end three.
1: Just where, you know, where he, was he before? He must have been. I way think like I think here.
0: he was like sixteen or something, something stupid, and now he's tight end three. So, fantasy owners, if you're looking to get off of him, uh, you know, go ahead and try that, man. So you should get something. Go go find you a you know a, a wide receiver two. You know, uh, you can go find you, you know, if you're, if you're believing in the Rashad Penny stuff, let's see if you can go, you know, turn that TJ into the Rashad Penny if you need running back help. But, you know, um, he he better, he better have showed out. So that's all I have to say about that. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it was nice to see all those points on my bench because I didn't start him anywhere. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I I just didn't start him. I, I, I mean, he, up to that point, he had one touchdown before that, like three catches, 19 yards. He had done nothing. So, um, yeah, he, he balled out, man. Uh, TJ Hawkinson balled out. Balled out. On my bench. Balled out.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. So, the fantasy LVP, we actually have two, and they're both quarterbacks. We got Marcus Mariota, who was garbage, and then also Trevor Lawrence, who was – I mean, they they were actually, like, hanging into that that Philly game, but – he fumbled the ball four times. That's the reason why, why they that, yeah, that's the reason why they got washed. I think that game would have been very close if he didn't fumble those balls because they were. I mean, they have Philly on the ropes right away with the with the pick six and then going right down the field and scoring uh with with uh with the boy Jamal Agnew, our our favorite cornerback turn wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, so um, so
1: swagless. Yeah, that number 39 yeah, jersey. It
0: definitely is, but uh do y'all have anything to add? I mean Marcus, Marcus Mariota, I think there's a point where he they ran the ball 14 to 16 times in a row they want him to throw the ball um so <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's to me that that makes you the
2: least valuable <laughs>
0: player because they, of-
2: said, they literally said we do not want you to throw it we're going to run it 14 straight times and they actually scored that drive too like you're yeah. just not like that that level of disrespect you know what that means though I think Desmond Ritter time is coming like I really mm-hmm. do if they yeah. already don't want them to throw it and Atlanta's, what, two and two, something it's like two, that? Two. two and two?
1: It's miraculous how they've actually won games with this philosophy.
2: I yeah. mean, what, who leads that division the NFC South right now? So I, I just – Marietta can't keep being stank out there, or I think they will go to Desmond Ritter. Like, what do they have to lose? What do they have to lose, man? Cordell okay. Patterson's hurt now. What do they have to lose? Yeah,
1: 7 of 19 interception, less than 150 yards passing. Yeah, that's close. <sighs>
0: That's gross. Yes. That's Justin Fields level right there, man. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> All right. So let's get to our favorite segment of the show cap or no cap uh, for the people that are listening for the first time. If You don't know what cap means. Cap is another word for lying. So if I tell you, hey, the Dallas Cowboys are zero and Ford, Ray's going to say that's cap. Yeah, because you know the Cowboys are three and one, baby. All right. So let's let's go ahead and get to it too, you know, in, in this, you know, this segment we try to, you know, ask questions or give statements that you're know gonna help our 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 listeners, you know, give it listen to our advice in terms of you know, possibly start sit decisions or even possible people that you might want to go and look to you know make moves for. So first the first one I got for you, I'm gonna have Ray start this out since he's the guest. I have Tom Brady can be started again after coming off a big loss versus KC. Cap or no cap? That's no cap, man. You can start Tom Brady.
2: I think moving forward, listen, man, it, it's been rough for Tampa Bay to start. But let's keep in mind that he he has not really had Chris Godwin. Mike Evans was scrapping Marcus Lattimore. He comes back in. They got Leonard Fournette. Rashad White was involved in the receiving game. They're trying to find somebody to throw to a tight end. I believe Cameron Brake got hurt, so they're going to have to replace that. But I do believe you can start Tom Brady moving forward. That's no cap. Uh, you got anything?
1: Yeah, I agree. No cap. Uh, I think he's I think he's back. I think he can be trusted. 385 yards, a couple touchdowns. Um, yeah, it, it looked like 2021, 2020 Tom Brady out there, even though they were getting their ass kicked uh, for the most part in that game. They were trailing most of the, most of the game. Kind of uncharacteristic to see their defense get sliced and diced like that very easily yeah um but hey uh yeah this is yeah i think you can start brady again
0: yeah i don't have nothing to add to that i think you can start him too got all his weapons back now so it's, it's time to go all right next one uh, i'm gonna ask this to i am gonna have you start this one Allen robinson is droppable in redraft leagues cap or no cap man i know that hurts because we were pubbing this dude before the season started
1: I'm going to slightly lean the no cap. I think you can I think he's droppable. I don't think you'll miss him. I don't think you'll miss him based on how that offense is right now. You and Matthew Stafford just refuses to look his direction. He is very droppable. He's he cuz if again, if, if if this was anybody else, if his name was Ballin Ob- Ob- Obinson, uh, <laughs> he he he'd be dropped. I would have dropped his ass like right after the game, right? But yeah. since he has the name, the brand equity, the name recognition, People are more inclined to keep him, but I mean he's off to a worse start over a four-game span than he was last year, and last year was probably worse. A worse situation. He's he, he actually caught more balls for more uh, for more yards uh, last year than he has at this point uh, this year. So uh, I I I firmly believe he's
0: droppable.
2: What you got, Ray?
0: I see you are hurting Man. over there. And everything
2: I said is true. Including the part that he said it's the name, and that's why people are holding on. I'm gonna give A. Rob one final week, and here's the only reason I am: because if they can't look at the tape and see that that type of offense isn't gonna work, then then f it. If he can't do it this week versus Dallas, where Trayvon Diggs is probably, I don't know what he's gonna do. I, I don't think anyone knows. I don't think he's, tra- he's not going in those slots, so no slot. So if that's where Cooper Cup is, then fine. But if if they can't if they can't distribute the ball in this game and get other people involved, then it's a wrap. It's it's for real a wrap. The the reason why it's probably no cap, even though I'm gonna say it's cap this week. I'm saying cap. Next week I'll be like, no cap. Is again, man, like you can't just throw the ball to Cooper Cup and Tyler Higbee, man. And the only scary part is that offensive line is so bad, will Stafford actually have time to go through two progressions? It's it. it's probably no cap, but I still because if you drop a Rob and he turns into a Rob, you effed up and now you got to go try to figure out how to get him back. So I would probably give him one final week, man. And then after that, I'm done.
0: Yeah, I want to I, I want to say it's it's cap. I want to give him I want to give him a couple more weeks. And again, like Ike, you said, that brand equity, that name, that name recognition is the only thing that's holding us back because. Look at us, look at his last year. Look how long we had we held Allen Robinson yeah. the whole season, bro. And he didn't do jack <laughs> <Nothing>. shit. <laughs> he just collecting zeros as he was injured, collecting zeros as he was active on the field. Like, I get it. And the people listening, I, they're probably thinking the same thing. Like, damn, like I drafted him in like round four. I don't want to see this dude, you know, just yeah. on waivers and gets picked up and then he starts balling. I I understand that feeling because people are probably looking at at camp acres that way they're probably look i mean there's a bunch of players right now that they're looking at and they're just like man i, I want to drop this dude but i don't want nobody else eating off of my off of my plate so <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah just real quick going back to last uh last year like there was leagues that we were in together where i tried to trade for Allen robinson things gonna turn it around and i was and i was called i was called names <laughs> name I, I offered trash yeah
0: <laughs> yeah and I they kept
1: know. the trash on their, on their roster yep, yep, all yep, season.
0: I, yep. What's I, I think I think people just get blinded by, you know, when you get to, we have a certain amount of data points. Like, the name doesn't even matter. It shouldn't matter anymore, yeah. but is innate in us. Like, we care about that name because we recognize it. We know it. All right. Last question or last statement, or a, it's just kind of a two-part, talking about the Raiders offense. First one, I know Ray's also a, a, a Raiders fan because he's from Las Vegas. So... I'm going to have you start this one off. Darren w- Waller's usage is nothing to worry about, cap or no cap. <laughs>
2: that is cap. <laughs> I <am> worry. <laughs> that is cap. It is definitely something to worry about. And, um, again, I-, I don't know why sometimes we make football so complicated, right? We make it so hard. We all, everybody listening to this, Eugene, Ike, did we not see Devontae Adams get traded to the Raiders? Did mm, we, we did. not talk about the connection between Derek Carr and Devontae Adams? Do we not know they paid Devontae Adams at the time to be the highest paid receiver in NFL history? Did we not anticipate Derek Carr throwing every freaking pass possible to Devontae Adams? Yet we said Waller would be all right. Renfro would be fine. Like everything would be, there's plenty to go around. It ain't. It's McNe- it, it, There's not plenty to go around. Waller does I mean it's like he looks like Kittle out there man like when they're not the focal points of their offense they're just regular tight ends man and that's what makes Travis Kelsey so special because they run the offense through Kelsey the Raiders aren't running the offense through Waller they're not running the offense you know like like Baltimore runs it through Mark Andrews they're not running the 49ers offense through Kittle Kittle's a part of that offense, but if he left, they'll bring in somebody else. If Waller leaves, they'll bring in Foster Moreau. If Kelsey leaves, it's a wrap. Yeah. That whole offense is done. Yeah. If Mark Andrews leaves Baltimore, like they may be able to plug likely in and he can do some nice things from time to time, but he ain't Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. He's not well, like defensive coordinators are game planner for those guys. So it is cap. You must be worried about Darren Waller. And the and the sad part is. You, there's nobody better to start. So you're just gonna keep rolling him out there every week and just hoping he scores a touchdown.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Ray here. You know, six, you know, uh six or less targets in three or four games. You know, that's that's not elite tight end usage. Um, you know, he's you know, he's only managed forty eight yards. I think he had twenty four this last game. That that's 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 not what you want to see from your starting tight end. So I, I think this is definitely cap. You have to worry about what you're seeing right now.
0: And you know what's bad is that this dude is still running above 80% of, of routes ran for your team at three or four games. That's elite, that's elite numbers for a tight end. He ran 90% of the routes last week. And yeah. he didn't do jack shit. Like he didn't get any targets. He got 17% of the target share. He had almost he almost had a third of the air yards, but not like nothing's adding up. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know, man. He's top tied, five. He's top yeah. five
1: in uh, tight ends in, in, in air yards, but he's just not converting them. Converting, yeah,
0: them. so it's it's weird, man. I don't I don't get it. You would think defenses are definitely shading towards Devontae, so you would think Waller gets something. Something he's not even getting. He's not even getting end zone looks. But again, that also goes back to the, this Raiders' offense. This Raiders' offense hasn't really been good at all outside of Josh Jacobs, honestly, and uh, Devontae. So to the second part of this Raiders' offense. Question Ike Josh Jacobs RB2 overall on the week was it cap or no cap?
1: I mean, I think every now and then you'll have a spike week from a running back that's getting a lot of volume. Um, uh, I'm going to say it's cap. I don't know, if, I don't know if you, you'll, you'll see 33 touches and over 140 plus scrimmage yards from him again this, this season. Um, just you know, from but, but from a pure volume standpoint, his opportunity is up there, his, his opportunity is relatively high. so... Um, that's one thing you like to see in that offense. And they're gonna be in pretty uh pretty good scoring position on most weeks, right? And it mo- should be at least in most weeks if Derek Carr isn't you know shit the bed um, like he has at times. And so uh I'll say it's cap for now. Um, but I don't I don't I don't see this kind of performance repeating, but I can see I can see a a, a definite um a definite floor for him that's you know mid range RB2 ish uh, for the rest of the season though.
0: You got anything to add, Ray? Yeah,
2: it's cap. I mean, I, I think you're going to have some spike weeks from a running back, like I said, but RB2 overall for Jacobs, nah. He's playing great, though. He's a, he's a locked and loaded, rock-solid RB1, given the value, volume. And, you know, death taxes and NFL players performing in a contract year. I mean, you're going to get yeah. the best version of Josh. Like, real talk, you're going to get the best yeah. version of impossible. He's, yeah, he, he knows, like, I need to get – I've got one last real paycheck left in my career. I need to go get it. Like he's about to play his ass off, sick, hurt. He's about to ball out. And uh, but do I think RB two overall ball out? Nah, man, nah. that's cap.
1: He'll be a great Atlanta Falcon next year.
2: Yeah, he's a, he's an Atlanta. <laughs> yes, that makes yeah probably.
1: Because it seems like they need running backs.
2: Probably, probably, really.
1: All right. So the next segment we got. Talk to me nice. Talk to me nice. Uh, we're we're going to highlight a couple of matchups um that we want to that we that we want to attack from a fantasy perspective. Um the first one we want to look at is uh, Tyler Lockett versus the Saints defense. Um Tyler Lockett has been balling out this year with Geno Smith at quarterback. Who would have thought that, right? Russell Wilson leaves. Tyler Lockett a good player, good wide receiver still playing well. Imagine that, right? Very very foreign concept. Uh, he's played 40 of 56 snaps in the last two weeks in the slot. And the Saints' defense, they've given up the second most fantasy points in the slot and ninth most fantasy points at the wide receiver position um, over the last two weeks. And on top of that, they don't even pressure the quarterback. They they have the tenth lowest pressure rate in the league. So uh, this seems like it's going to be a pretty, a pretty good smash spot um, in the dome, indoors. No no uh, no weather conditions to worry about. I know you know we've seen a lot of we've seen a lot of rainy games. In the first four weeks, in the first month of the season, more than I would have expected to see, um, at least in the first four uh, first four weeks of the season. But um, they're they're indoors for the second straight week, so I feel like there's going to be a lot of points because Seattle's defense on the other side, they're also bad, Um, so they just gave they just surrendered forty five points to the Lions. So, quick thoughts on on this uh, on this matchup.
0: No, I, I like the spot for Lockie. It, it, it's funny because I know before the season, I. I didn't think Geno would be able to support either a uh, wide receiver, and these both him and T, uh, DK are, you know, doing doing amazing things with with Geno in this offense. So it is it's crazy to see, but I don't have anything to add. I think I mean we just saw Justin Jefferson uh, destroy the slot this past week, so and Marshawn I mean, Lattimore, yeah, yeah, and Marshawn Lattimore when he when he was lined up outside, we kept seeing Marshawn doing the. Know doing the twist or you know doing all types of dances, <laughs> but co- but covering but covering Justin Jefferson. So yeah. I, I think seeing Lockett being utilized in the slot should be should be good for for fantasy owners in in their lines this week. Yeah,
2: you know, I have nothing to add. Gene Smith is playing damn good ball right now. Say what you want about him long term or any of that, but right now he's comfortable and they're letting him rip it. I like it.
1: Gene, lead us off to uh, for our next uh, matchup.
0: Yes, yeah, next matchup, Chubb and Hutt and uh, Kareem Hunt versus the Chargers' run defense. Now, we've seen the Chargers give up 6.3 yards per carry per game, which is second most the last two weeks. I mean, we just saw Damian Pierce you know, just torch them on 14 carries. We're going to see more of that with with this offense that runs almost 60% of the time. Fourth in most re- uh, receiving yards per game to the running back the last two weeks. Also, the second most fantasy points per game, which is 36 points. To the running back, the last two weeks also. So I expect a lot of points being scored, fantasy points scored from Ch- Chubb and Hunt this week.
1: Real quick, just going back to to Damian Pierce. I know you watched him at Florida. You think he had? Did you ever see him with jets like that
0: on that seventy-five yard touchdown? No, uh, a little bit, but I mean, again, they rotated yeah, like know, four. Know that he was that he that he had that in him, bro. You saw flashes, but they rotated four backs, so you never he never really got a chance. But you yeah. could tell. But you could tell he had he had juice when he was in there. Even if it was like for five yards, you could tell that like if you gave him a chance, he could do some you can do some damage. But I didn't think he was gonna. I didn't think he had burners like that. He he destroyed the Chargers' defense, man. Man, that guy that guy was scooting, man. That guy was scooting. So I was like, okay, all right, and all right, I, and I know good. And I know that was somebody that, that Ray was, you know, you know, kind of kind of high on. But I mean, he had running backs above him, but I mean, nobody foresaw anything like this. Um, yeah, I had but, him
2: at, um. I believe I had him at RB6 or RB7. I knew he had juice, but not like long speed like that. I was kind of like, oh, okay, I see Damian Pierce. But um, yeah, man, good performance by him for sure. And I uh, uh, agree with everything y'all said about Lockett, man. And Geno's, like I said, Geno Smith playing damn good ball.
1: Yeah, and then uh, another note about that Chargers-Browns uh, game on the other side, the, the Browns defense, they're they, they're not they're not that good um they've played you know four pretty average quarterbacks or some you know some cases below average quarterbacks um and they've been surrendering a lot of points you know they've surrendered a lot of points to the jets um in you know a couple of weeks ago um so yeah i mean i I, I think now since Justin Herbert's <laughs> gonna gonna be on the other side I've, I feel like this. you know to your point they're gonna there, there's gonna be more points scored in this game. So there's another another good matchup. I mean, that's I think both of these games so so far that we've highlighted are pretty good matchups. So um, and then and then the last matchup we want to highlight really quick on the Patriots running backs versus the Lions. Um, As we've as we've said, as we've seen the Lions, they've they've been getting their asses handed to them on defense all season long, just surrendering 48 yard 48 points um, to the Seahawks. I think they're second. They're they're either last or second to last in points allowed, yards allowed. Um, Rashad Penny just went over went over hundred plus yards and two touchdowns. And they are 32nd in rush DVOA. So uh, Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris, they are teed up the smash, and plus they're gonna be having a backup quarterback, so that means less pass attempts and more rush attempts um for the for those two running backs.
0: Yeah, I don't have anything to add to that. I expect expect those running backs to do a lot of work in. If we do see Bailey Zappi, I'm sure they're going to really lean into that run game versus the Lions anyway. Uh, Just if anything else to keep the Lions offense off the field uh, because the Patriots defense hasn't been what we're used to seeing. So I would definitely be leaning on Stevenson and Harris to, to do some work. 100%
2: hundred percent. They barely want Matt Jones to throw the damn ball. They're not going <laughs> to want Baby Zappies throwing her all over the field. It's going to be a lot of
0: running. All right. So let's get into this Thursday night game uh, that we have the Colts at the Broncos. Right now, the, the the spread is Denver minus three, which is pretty standard for a home team. So they don't really see too much leaning in terms of Denver's direction at home. The over-under is 43 and a half. So they expect, you know, seven, seven touchdowns scored in this game, but none nothing, nothing too electrifying. Uh, in terms of fantasy perspective, Greg, right, what are some things that you're kind of looking for in this game? Well,
2: I think um, for me, you want to see, um, see the receivers eat, man. I want to see Jerry Judy. I want to see Cortland Sutton. I want to see Russell Wilson actually cook. I mean, he has, he's not doing any cooking this fall. He's microwaving a lot of stuff, but he ain't cooking. And Jerry Judy got saved by a touchdown. Cortland Sutton's getting, you know, the volume, but like, these are two receivers that we expected big things from. Like we expected big things from Cortland Sutton. We were literally talking about Sutton being DK Metcalf, Jerry Judy being the Tyler Lockett. And those two can't even sniff what they were doing in Seattle with Russ, right? When he was actually quote unquote, not cooking, which that's exactly what he's doing now. So, uh, for me, I want to see this Denver offense get that passing attack going with no Javante Williams. They may have to lean. Like, damn it, Russ, we paid you $245 million. Like, like you sh- <laughs> we shouldn't have to manage with you. You should be able to make these guys better, right? Like, he needs to get it together, man. A lot of people are counting on Russell Wilson in fantasy. We're counting on those receivers. Um, and then from the Indianapolis side of the ball, I, I mean, Matt Ryan, how – he somehow gets it done at the end of the fantasy week. I, I don't know how, but he looks awful. It's like fourth quarter garbage time. Matt Ryan, um, Michael Pittman. I don't think we're gonna see any JT. I, I don't know, man. It's it's really Russell Wilson and those receivers for me.
1: Yeah, and I, and quick note about JT. He had a a walking boot on today, uh, yesterday or today. and then they, you know, he was at his locker. They were interviewing him. And they said that he and he, he was saying that he plans on playing, but he mm-hmm. but he says, if you can't go, you can't go. So that's that's the other part of the quote that people want to really, really need to zero in on. Um, he's just talking about getting treatment and seeing, you know, where where it takes them uh, before game time. I For me, I don't think he'll play. And that backfield is going to be a shit show because people are, are assuming that Naheem Hines is going to get the bulk of the work. No, that's not going to happen. They're gonna put some. They're gonna put Deion Jackson out there, and they're gonna mix in Philip Lindsay, and it's just gonna create an entire rotation that nobody wants any parts of. Um, so, I mean, you know, uh, Nahim Hines may see more playing time, uh, a little bit more playing time, but he's not gonna be the guy that's gonna be shouldering the load like people are anticipating because he's the popular backup, right? I don't think that's gonna happen.
0: So, for for the uh, for fantasy people that are listening right now. Let's go to Denver backfield first. So I know people are going to be looking again to waivers or they've already done waivers. Uh, You got the Mike Boone, you got Melvin Fumble Gordon, and then you got (laughs) Latavius Murray that just played the London game and now he's going to be playing on a Thursday night game. What do you think or how should we, you know, maneuver or guide the managers in terms of you know, players. I'm assuming if they they got these players on the roster, they have to play them. Maybe. So, do you feel confident confident in starting any of those running backs? If you if you have to put them in a flex, or if you have to start them in one of those running back positions, or should they just be looking elsewhere? I do. You feel? Would you feel comfortable putting them in? <laughs> I'm not doing Melvin it.
2: <laughs> Maybe options for Sunday, man. I don't. I can't do it, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, spe- yeah. especially if you, if you feel like you're if you're more confident in your team, like the rest of what you have, right? I wouldn't like be rushing to play any of them. even though Melvin Gordon seems like he would be the like, the starter and probably get the bulk of the work. I mean, is it really worth it? On this, you, you, you're gonna waste a rock. You're gonna waste a, a player in your lineup on this game. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know. There's just too much ambiguity there. I if if you're in a pinch, I do it, but if not, save it. Keep him on the bench.
2: Save it. All
0: right. Him. So the other question I have is if JT somehow is ready to go this game, do you have the balls to sit him knowing that he's not 100%? Cuz you know there's going to be there's people out there they're going to be they're going to be juggling this on on, on Thursday night where you see J- he's going to be ready, he says he's ready to go, even though you've seen him all week not practicing in a walking boot, do you have the balls to tell people or yourself not to play him knowing that he's not 100%? I'm
1: playing. Play your studs. That, that's just me. I'd play him. If he's out there, I mean, we've seen, we've seen JT. JT's a, a, a fucking cyborg ass, super athlete. Um, if he's out there, he's probably going to be Looking like he's one hundred percent, and we won't even know. So I would I would play JT.
2: Right? Any other year, I would say start your studs. JT ain't been no stud this year. The line has been bad. He hasn't been good, and he's got an injury. Uh, I if he goes out there, I don't think he finishes. If if it's that serious to where he's got a boot on today on a short week, you know what? If he if this is the week, he's done nothing for us for three weeks. If this is the week on a short week on a bad ankle that he blows up, then F it. Like whatever. But I for
0: me, if he limps out there, I can't do it, man. I can't do it. Yeah, he's RB22, man. So and you spent your first overall or second overall pick, and you just you're just gonna just have him on the bench. I I I understand it, man.
2: let, Let me let me say it like this, man. You may not have that affordability to do that. You may not have an Aaron Jones or a Zeke, but if you have, be- if you have better options and by better, I mean, the name value may not be there. Like, would you rather real talk? Would you rather start James Robinson or would you rather start what you know is not a 100% Jonathan Taylor on a short week? James Robinson
1: playing the Texans, right?
2: Uh, Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh yeah, I I would probably start James Rob. I would I would feel more confident starting James Robinson.
2: Yeah. I would go J Rob. The reason I say that is because J Rob was going late in redraft. So there's a chance that you have a legitimate number two running back, right? A legit let's there's a there's a chance you started off with with Nick Chubb, I mean with with Jonathan Taylor and ended up with Josh Jacobs, right? Like if you had Josh Jacobs, a real roster could be JT. Josh Jacobs, James Robinson, if I only had to start two running backs and I know JT's got a hurt ankle on a short week versus a, they're, they're they're decent defense, right? I would yeah. start James Robinson and Josh Jacobs. I wouldn't, yeah. I'd start Damian Pearson, James Robinson, knowing that, that JT isn't 100%. And right now that line is not good. Matt Ryan is not good. It's a short week. If this is the week he blows up, I-, I would roll with those two options over JT this week.
1: That's fair. That's a fair point. Yeah, I'm. De- I I'd, I'd, I'd definitely start James Robinson for sure. That's another smash spot. Probably should have added that to the uh, to the matchups to watch, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, probably. Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> they just got ripped up by Austin Eckler, who hadn't been in the end zone all week all season for three touchdowns.
0: Yeah, so, um, I mean, all those came in the air, but yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: no, he had a he had a run. He had a
0: he had what, a was it a lot? But it was all but his the 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 running game from him specifically wasn't really efficient. I know he did majority of his damage in the air, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I think he had two touchdown runs and one receiving touchdown. He had a twenty yard touchdown run, I think. Okay. Yeah. But uh, okay, so now we're moving moving away from the Thursday game and going into the Sunday and Monday games. We're just going to you know, kind of touch on a couple of uh, narratives and a couple of storylines to watch for, to look out for. First, starting in Washington for the for the Washingtons, because I refuse to call them the Commanders because that name is stupid. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to call them the Washingtons. Uh, the backfield, Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. Uh, Brian Robinson is eligible to return from IR this week. And uh, Ron Rivera said that he has a chance to play on Sunday. I don't think that I don't think that's, that's going to happen honestly because you know it's they they do have a 21 day window uh to activate them. and I think they may take their time at least maybe wait a couple of more weeks so I think we might see Brian Robertson week 6 week 7ish uh what are your thoughts if he potentially does
0: play I mean I honestly I wish I was I have Antonio Gibson on the roster I wish I was able to move him cuz at this point is it's, it's looking scary hours now because they're not really running the ball and when they do they don't look good doing it and then now you're talking about adding b rob on top of this who uh, honestly i don't know what riverboat ron is doing I, the usage is, is dumb and then you're just gonna add another cook in the kitchen who's all i gotta say is i wish i would have got out man that's is, that's all i can say about it <laughs>
1: <laughs> now you're stuck holding the bag you hate yeah. to see it Ray, real quick
2: Yeah, it's going to be messy. Um, I don't expect a lot from B-Rob early, but I promise you as soon as he can handle it, they're going to put him in there, and it's just going to be they want McKissick already on passing down. So you think they're going to remove Gibson and then be like, all right, now you can take McKissick's role? Like, this isn't good. This is not good.
1: Yeah, and then, like, I I tweeted it out earlier today, but the first week, 7 for 72, you know, he he was used very frequently on eight targets in the receiving game, and then since then, weeks two through four, Six catch six catches, twenty nine yards. Since then, so it, you know they used Antonio Gibson in the passing game, and they won. And then they stopped doing that, and they've lost all their games since. And you know what's crazy? Is, I think not.
0: And It's crazy because their line cannot block. Why won't you just dump the ball off? I don't get it.
1: To so your most explosive player, I mean, it, it seems it seems like a you know optimal idea. I mean, I, Ray, what do you think? I, I, I you know. <laughs>
2: Seems it, it it would seem too simple. Clearly, yeah. right? Seems get easy. ball to your most explosive player. It's yeah. it's an easy, simple concept, but yet very hard to execute. Apparently,
1: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of hard to execute, I think it's going to be hard to execute. Um, you know, for Kenny Pickett against the Bills, he's going to get his first start in Buffalo, and they are fourteen point road dogs. Uh, quick thoughts. I mean, I. I, I Honestly, like the box score does not look, I mean, doesn't look that great from him because it has three interceptions on it, but two of them, you can say, you can argue that weren't his fault. And then there's a third for a Hail Mary that, you know, it's a Hail Mary, right? It's going to get picked. It's either going to get picked by the opposing defense or get knocked down. Um, but he did have two rushing touchdowns. He did have 15 points and in, in, in a half. Um, so he may provide some rushing upside and he, he'll probably be running for his life. Uh f- versus that Bill's front seven. Uh so what do you what do you think about Kenny Pickett's you know prospects against Buffalo?
2: Zero. I'm not <laughs> playing him and not <laughs> <just either. laughs> A, he's a rookie quarterback. B that offensive line stings. The Bills defensive line, they go seven, eight deep. Not I'm not, no, absolutely not. What what upside are you no? I, I don't even want to get it. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. Uh no. They don't even have to blitz him to to get to him on top of that. So Good luck trying to run away from defensive linemen while trying to pass through seven defenders. So, I mean, he shouldn't even be on rosters anyway for redraft leagues. And then for Dynasty, I mean, I don't you shouldn't be starting him. Um, this is this is not the game to to be looking forward to play. And then on top of yeah, that, yeah. like even the weapons are surrounding him, like Najee, you know, Deontay. You no, know, George Pickens. I know people got hyped up about the his his game from last week because Kenny Pickett was locked on to him. Uh, Claypool. I mean, you'd be Claypool. Red- yeah, Claypool. <laughs> <laughs> you. I mean, outside Deontay. I mean, I don't. And probably Pat, Pat fireman because that was another person he was locked on to. I mean, I wouldn't be playing any of any of those guys. I mean, even Najee. Najee. i will be debating if you want to play him too. You've been seeing his 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 carries, you know, dwindle ever since week one. So. Overall is not a good look for this offense.
1: Yeah, but I you know, I did highlight him as a as a waiver wire pickup, but just for a stash, because you're you're definitely yeah. not playing him this week, right? You're definitely not playing him this week. He does carry some rest of the season upside, just not against the Bills. Just yeah. not against the Bills. Um and just real quick, just a couple of other ones we want to highlight. Uh, Bengals Ravens should have a lot of points. Joe Burrow torched the Ravens last year. I think he had over a thousand yards and like eight touchdowns, seven or eight touchdowns. So we should have hopefully another shootout on, on our hands. Uh, the Jets' usage of wide receivers, we saw it pretty much be this kind of kind of be the same. Um, outside of Corey Davis, kind of emerging now uh, is as the outside alpha. Um, I know he didn't. I know Elijah Moore still played the most snaps out of all the wide receivers, like he has been. But Corey Davis is now starting to starting to become a problem. So that Jets wide receiver uh, room is, is is in flux at, as it as it has been all season, um, even with even with Garrett Wilson, uh, you know, having a couple of good games. And then the Cardinals Eagles game, that should be a fun one. Although the Cardinals offense is very very frustrating to watch on a weekly basis. It seems like the first three quarters, they're just you know their passing plays are just vibes, right? They just call the, call in the huddle. Drop back drop back the pass and just vibes. Ky- Kyler Murray just runs around in circles and at the very last moment he throws a pass. Um, I think I saw a stat earlier where uh Kyler Murray or, or the Cardinals offense, they were, you know, 30th in EPA per play in like the first thirty, you know, first three quarters and or for either first half or first three quarters, and then like the the second half or the fourth quarter, they're first in EPA per play. Because some somehow, some way they're able to mm. just start getting shit going. So um, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, they just they just need to be more creative. Um, hopefully, with Rondell Moore getting his second, you know, his second week going, they can be a little bit more creative with that offense, and they can create more opportunities for for a lot of those pass catchers. I, mean, I know Marquise Brown has been cooking, he's been eating, he's been the only guy that Kyler's been throwing to. So hopefully, we can get you know Rondell Moore involved, and you know his route participation was in the ninety percent, and uh, you know he got some targets, got some got a pretty decent A dot so we'll see what happens uh, with, you know, with with that offense.
0: Don't disrespect Zach uh, Ertz, man. That's his other guy, too.
1: Yeah, whatever.
0: <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this next segment that we added this week, we're going to each of us, we're going to name a player that you would trade for or trade away. So I'm going to start this off. I was actually kind of surprised, you know, just kind of looking around, trying to come up with the player I was going to look into trade for. Devin Singletary, man. Um, I've been very intrigued about the usage, you know, these last couple of weeks, especially. Um, his his usage these last couple of weeks have been very similar to the end of the season/slash playoff run where he's handling almost all all the important touches, which is goal line, all the two-minute offense, you know, things of that nature, third down plays on short distance or or long, long distance conversions. He's been in all these plays. Um, he's actually ran the most routes for all running backs in the NFL right now. He, I think the ma- the most important thing is when you're looking for a running back is that they get the opportunity to participate in the passing game, and he's definitely getting that because those are the most important, you know, touches in fantasy football is when your your player, your running back, is able to participate in the in the passing game. So, I think for me, the way they're using them right now, a player to trade for would be Devin Singletary.
1: We will right, we'll let, we'll let our, our 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 guests go next.
0: So the player that I would trade
2: for right now, um, it, the chemistry is growing and the data backs it up. He leads the team in total targets with sixteen, leads the team in routes with sixty three, and he also leads his team in first read target share at twenty nine and a half percent. Tethered to Hall of Fame quarterback Aaron Rodgers, wide receiver Romeo mm. Dobbs is who I would be buying right now. He mm. is. I mean, 30% of Aaron Rodgers' first read is Romeo Dobbs. I think you need to go get him. I I would be trying to acquire him. And as a consolation, Alan Lazard hasn't been bad, man. He's actually been pretty damn good. I think you need to buy both of those Packers receivers while they're still kind of undervalued. Green Bay is going to be a team that they're going to be pushing for playoff contention, and Aaron Rodgers is going to go down his way, and that's throwing the ball. I mean, it's even at the expense of some of the running backs – um, they're going to throw the ball, but Romeo Dobbs is somebody I'd be buying. I think you can still get him in in redraft and in dynasty, but in redraft, I think you can still get him. Um, but you need to do it now. I think you need to do it now. You or, know? or
1: to the audience, if you listened to the show two weeks ago, you would have done it. You would have done it two weeks ago when we talked about it. Uh, whenever he he broke out against the Buccaneers, but yes, you definitely need to get Romeo Dobbs. He actually almost had a big, a, a even bigger game. Against the they dropped
2: that damn ball yeah. in the
1: end zone. He didn't complete he didn't complete the process of the catch or survive the ground. Whatever yeah. bullshit rule that, that they put in place. That was a <laughs> touchdown. I'm sorry, that was a touchdown. That was a 40-yard, That was a 40-yard laser that he caught over the Patriots' best corner. Might add. He was they they put the best corner on him and they started tor- and he started torching him. Yeah. He started torching him. So that Romeo Dobbs can play, man.
0: And before and, I can
1: start, and I, will, and I will give,
0: I will give Alan Lazard. There we go, there we go.
1: Some props. He yep. has been a lot better than I thought he would be this year, for sure. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, yeah, he's there it is. Two. He's been balling too. He's been balling too. So there I, it is. I'll, I'll give Alan Lazard a little, because I was fading. He was, he was like uh, number one on my. Fa- the funny thing is, Clyde edwards alaire and Alan Lazard were the top two fades. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> the top two fades that I had all all summer long. And they're both proving me wrong right now. Clyde Edwards learned more so than Lazard, but they're both been they've both been balling. I gotta acknowledge it. Gotta acknowledge it.
0: I appreciate you doing that because I was just about to call you out on it. Whatever. Whatever. But but to to go to both of y'all's points, that Packers offense is looking very consolidated in terms of where those targets are going. So both those both those players are the ones they're running the most routes, they're running ninety eight, ninety-nine percent of the routes ran. So I would definitely try to get one of those for sure if you're if you're needing for uh, wide receiver help.
1: All right, so uh, the player that I am in trading for um, in in leagues now is fellow Dallas Cowboy, C.D. Lamb. He is finally performing like an alpha wide receiver. Uh, he's you know he's he's tops in the league, near the top of the league with a thirty three percent target share and twenty eight percent target rate. You know he's that those are alpha numbers. Yet yeah, you know he's he's had I think double digit targets in in I think three or four games this year or something along those lines. Um, he's on pace for you know just just shy of 100 catches, 1200 yards, and eight touchdowns, and he leads the NFL with 11 plays, 11 pass plays of 15 plus yards. So he's he's been getting explosive plays, and you know it doesn't matter who's going to be throwing him the ball. I think when Dak gets back in a couple of weeks, they'll start reestablishing some of the chemistry that they they were they were showing you know at, at various points last year. But Cooper Rush has been playing well. So he'll he'll continue to feed C D Lamb, but I think C D Lamb is a guy that you should go ahead and go after um, in, in in leagues because he's starting to perform like an alpha back to back twenty point games. So it's it's time. It's wheels up.
0: Let me ask you this: so we're telling people, hey, go get C D Lamb. What kind of player or players can we move to go get him? Because this is a player that people probably spend a mid second to go get. So. I know it's going to be very tough to try to pry that player from wherever team you're trying to get it from. So what kind of players or players do you think we can we can try to send to go get them? Probably
1: a team that needs running back help. Like try to try to, you know, try to package uh, you know, a uh, I would say maybe package like a Dalvin Cook. Trade trade Dalvin Cook straight up for him. Like that's that's a trade that I would make. I would trade Dalvin Cook straight up for CeeDee Lamb, especially if I needed a running back and like you know my 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 opponent or my league mate needed a wide receiver. That seems like a fair swap or maybe, you know, maybe, uh, maybe a lower tier back and maybe a wide receiver like Romeo Dubs or somebody who's uh, who's on up and coming and maybe see if you can package that to see if you can get price CD lamb away. Just there's there's a variety of ways that you can go. But those are those are two examples that I can kind of pinpoint right now um, as to as to a, a realistic kind of package for him.
0: Okay. Ray, you got you got any uh, ideas of a package that you would want to receive if you're looking to m- if you could move them?
2: I'm trying to just stick on the Romeo Dubs theme. Um, I'd want him, but I would need like a much better running back, like him and. This is a terrible example because they're on the same team, but I'd need like Aaron Jones, mm. and him. Right? Some people still might be like, oh, AJ Dillon's going to take over. Like I would need something significant, and you're not going to get that. I I I don't like. I wouldn't want Ramondre and Dubs. You know what I mean? Like I don't want that. Um, what about what about Z- Miles
0: Sanders? Miles Sanders and Dubs. Miles Sanders RB nine right now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you've got to think Josh just Jacobs,
2: Josh Jacobs and Dubs. You think you can get that?
0: Yeah, RB seven. Okay.
1: They both just come. They, I mean, they they both, both just came off career games. Uh, yeah, Miles Sanders and uh, Josh Jacobs. So
0: that is who
2: do I believe in Kyle. more? You know, do I believe in Jacobs or Sanders more? And that's a tough one. Would you do? Would you do Clyde and Dubs?
1: <sighs> oh, I've if been saying, I've been telling people to ch- to sell Clyde. You know, before it's too late. But yeah, hey, but I'm you.
0: You gotta convince the owner though. Is he yeah. I, I mean, he's probably gonna see dubs and he's like the shiny new rookie toy that that Aaron Rodgers he's tag he's tagged to Aaron Rodgers and then you got Clyde Edward Hilaire, who's RB4. I mean, I can't see why the owner would turn it down. Which, okay, could you would
2: you trade JK Dobbins straight up for him?
1: For for C D Lamb? Yeah. No, yes. I wouldn't. I wouldn't.
0: You wouldn't trade, you wouldn't if you had JK, you wouldn't trade JK for C D?
1: If I had JK, I would trade him. Yeah. But I if if I were trading away C D Lamb, yeah, I would not I would not accept JK. Okay. Not. Yeah.
0: You would need something else on top of that. Yeah. You. No, that sounds about right. Even though he also had a big game this past week. But yeah. To the last segment of the show, bold predictions. So uh me and Ike post a, a bold prediction each week. We recite one each week. I know last week I had C H will finish outside of the top twenty four. That shit didn't work out because he killed the the Buccaneers and finished RB6. And then I said Russ Russ would cook and finish in the top five of the quarterback. He finished at three. So it worked out for me. So this week, I'm going to start it off. I got back on the theme of Tyler Lockett. He'll finish top 12 uh, wide receiver this week. Again, we've explained how the Saints struggled to cover the slot position throughout this, this course of the season so far. So I think... I think that'll be the one place that that the, the Saints can be beaten this week with Geno Smith at the helm. So I'm going Tyler Lockett his top 12 wide receiver.
1: Let me check the level of spice on that one
0: because I don't know if
2: it's <laughs> that bold. And I'm not in this. This is y'all's show. I'm the guest. I'm not <laughs> in this. I don't know
1: if it's that bold, <laughs> yeah. man. I would say drop it down to like top seven.
2: Top seven.
0: Top okay, six. let's do it, man. Top See, six. Top seven. Yeah you let me seven? let me put like, my you know, let me put my nuts you know, on know. it. Look, He's gonna finish top six this week, man. Mid range wide receiver one. one. Yeah, Mid-way, there we mid-range go. Mid
1: range wide receiver one. You know, yeah. let's let's go ahead and do that. My bold prediction: this tight end. Started out the 2021 season, first four weeks, as the tight end 20. Weeks 5 through 17, finished as a tight end 4. So far this year, he's off to a slow start. Weeks 1 through 4, tight end 22. What is weeks 5 and 17 going to bring? I don't know, but I know at least for this week, this guy will finish as a top three tight end. What's his name? Kyle motherfucking Pitts. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Pitts will finish as a top three tight end. I'm still on that train. I'm still on that. I'm, 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 I might be on that mountain alone. There might be some people with me, but I'm still on that Kyle Pitts train. I still believe in his talent. He's still an elite player. At some point, talent takes over. Talent prevails. Kyle Pitts, top three tight end.
0: Let's okay. See. Okay. That's very that's very spicy. Okay. Let's see if they they, they allow Mariota to throw more than ten times, man. So a little,
1: little, little little ghost pepper, little ghost pepper in there. Not quite Carolina Reaper, because Carolina Reaper, I would say he's a tight one overall, but I'll say
0: tight end three. I'll say tight end. Yeah. Let's we'll, we'll start small since he ain't done shit all year yet. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> tight end three. Ray, you got anything, any, any um uh, Anything to add to our predictions? Which one you do you think is the most chance? Which, do which one do you think is gonna hit? Man, who does Atlanta
2: play? Tampa Bay. Oh no, I tripping. I tripping. <laughs> 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 yeah, I tripping. No. Nah. you ain't Detroit even got time it to spice. throw the ball.
0: You gotta make it <laughs> man, spicy, man. Ain't got time
2: to throw the ball, man. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs>
0: All right, y'all. You know, we are at the end of the show. We appreciate y'all if y'all made it to this point of the show. We appreciate y'all listening to us. Again, I am Eugene. You can follow me at Fantasy Genius. That's G E N E S. You got Ike, just underscore Ike09. Go follow our official Twitter handle off, off the line FF. You know, we appreciate Ray hopping in, the, the boss man of Destination Debbie hopping on with, with us to talk a little bit of redraft. You got anything that, you know, tell the people for before we get up out of here, Ray?
2: Nah, just stay tapped into what they're doing, man. Uh, Really, really cool to see how far the show has grown. And I know the audience and the listeners appreciate it as well. So just continue to grind. If y'all are out there, give these two a follow. Make sure you holler at them. They're putting out a lot of cool stuff, man, on Twitter, on game days. They've got the little player props and all that. They're doing some really dope stuff at Off the Line and really turning this from a podcast to like, off the line fantasy being its own thing, which it was always intended to be. So this is really cool to see uh grow. So y'all just
0: rate and review and uh, make sure you tap into these guys.
1: Appreciate that man. Appreciate that.
0: Oh yeah. Also, you know, we got the destination all gas newsletter, man. Just tap into that. You can tap into uh the destination Devi uh Patreon. There's a lot of people active on there. Uh specific you know, just talking all type all all things fantasy. Uh you know, it really gets get you thinking of thinking outside the box when how to player movement psychology of your of your league mates. So Patreon.com slash forward slash all gas, you know, type into that. Like I said, the newsletter, we got the link in our off-the-line FF bio. I know it's all over Destination Devi uh profile also. Uh, we put out every Friday morning at 701. A lot of dope contact, all from you know, going from Devi ADP, player injuries on Sunday mornings with with Jeff, we also got you know, Troy and LQ on Tuesday Tuesday nights with their with their live show, talking all things fantasy from the previous week and you know getting ready getting you ready for the next week. We got uh, Scott Connor that just hopped on. He got Dynasty podcast that drops on Mondays. Very good stuff that he already dropped this past Monday. We got Adam and Mike that talking best ball dynasty. We got Scott and and Eric that are talking player movement, player psychology within dynasty space. So just a lot of things happening. A lot of every things are coming. Every, yeah, every day, day of, of the week. week, we
1: got you covered.
0: On that note, we appreciate y'all listening to us. Until then, get your rosters ready for the next week. You know, try to get get those dubs. And if you're zero 4 or one and three, it's not over until it's over, man. Keep keep your head up. Until then, y'all y'all keep grinding. Y'all y'all be safe. Happy if you're five. 0 and four, that shit's over. See <laughs> 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 y'all later. <All> right, peace. <laughs>